Peter, and I'm here with my co-host Lee. Hello. And today, I hope you brought your swim trunks. Because we're going to be talking about the tsunami terror in Japan. Oh, man. So I haven't mentioned this on the last couple ones. It's been mentioned on our Twitter, in case you follow us, at DisasterPod. Yeah. Also on Instagram. But uh, we draw most of these d- inspiration for most of these disasters from a Reader's Digest book called uh, Great Disasters. So, like, we will flip through, pick a disaster, and then do our own sort of research to back up what's in the book. So t- today's disaster is on book. We're going to be calling those on book. On this book is an disaster. on book disaster. Um, and, uh, yeah, so Tsunami Terror in Japan. So we're going back to Japan in 1896. Cool. And I thought it'd be cool to start with a little bit of context because I always like putting things into a historical context when I think about dates. Yes. So for, for context, uh, the Wild West spanned from 1607 to 1912. That's a long time. Yeah, it's a long time. <laughs> but it like, so during this time it was technically part of the Wild West. Okay. Um, so interestingly, if you remember last episode when we were talking about the Great Fire of London. Yes. Same time that cowboys were taming the untamed West. Yeah. Yeah. That seems incredible. I know that that stuff always blows my mind. You know, different cultures, different paths. Yeah, like uh, you, you got you got six shooters yeah. and and horses at the same time that you've got King Charles II trying to put out a fire. In <laughs> yeah, it just seems so, like such a disconnect and so interesting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, some more context. Uh, a nice little touchstone for me lately has been uh, the Donner Party. Right. That uh, we've been talking about. That was 1875 that they're crossing the United States. Okay. So that's closer to what we're talking about today, 1896. Uh, the Napoleonic War was 1803 to 1815. Um, so again, that was like early 1800s. Uh, and that was about like 60, 70 years before what we're talking about today. Right. Which is another, like when you think back 70 years, that's like the first world or the second world war. At yeah. This point. Yeah. 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 Um, and then uh, the Titanic sinks in 1912. Which and is like... Like that's a couple of years recent. Like, yeah. Compared. That's like 30 or 20 years <clears throat> after what we're talking about. Today. Right. So yeah. Interesting to contextualize everything. I remember when I was a kid being very fascinated by the fact that my great grandmother who lived, I think I was 12 or 13 when she died. She was born in 1890 something. Okay. Yeah. Something around there. And that to me, that was like, wow. Yeah. You are old. Right. Grammy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But then, yeah, yeah. <laughs> It's 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 cool to have like these touchstones like 1890. That's like 20 years before World War One. Yeah, and World War One it was a long time ago, but it also wasn't that long ago. No, no. It's hard to keep it all straight and 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 in your brain because, like you said, there's cowboys at the same time as yeah kings. Yeah, it yeah, <laughs> yeah. seems odd. The world world's a crazy place. And it, Let's put it that way. Uh, yeah. <clears throat> So we're going to be talking about uh, the Senriku district of Japan, and we'll get a little bit, we'll get into a little bit more detail of like locations and everything. Mm-hmm. But I thought it'd be good to start by jumping a little bit back in time. Yeah. Because you'll hear that tsunamis are not necessarily an isolated incident in the region that we're talking about. Okay. So um, there's this book that was officially commissioned by the Japanese government called the Nihon Sandai Jitsuroku, and it's basically a history book. Uh, that was completed in 901 AD. Wow. So like ancient history. We're basically. going back. Yeah. Um, so we're going to talk about uh, an earthquake and an event that happened in the same region in 869 AD. So okay. a thousand years before what we're talking about okay. today. So there was, and uh, maybe I'll just, maybe I'll just quote from the book right here. So on, uh, on the 9th of July, 869, a large earthquake occurred in Mutsu province with some strange light in the sky. And Mutsu province is an old province in Japan that includes, among other cities, Fukushima, 
Yep. Which might mm. also ring a bell. It's mm. um, uh, no stranger to disasters. Yeah, exactly. <clears throat> so again, going continuing from that book, people shouted and cried, laid down and could not stand up. Some were killed by the collapsed houses, others by the landslides. Horses and cattle got surprised, madly rushed around, injured others. Enormous, but basically a giant earthquake hit the same region. And with that earthquake, um, it came a huge rumbling from the sea. Yikes. Sounded like a giant thunderstorm. Mm. And the sea surface suddenly rose up uh, and the huge waves attacked the land. Oh, good they Lord. raged like nightmares and immediately reached the city center. <laughs> the waves spread thousands of yards from the beach, and we could not see how large the devastated area was. <sighs> this was a thousand years before we're talking about today. Okay. So. Not the first time. No, not the first time. And actually, um, I know that this is only, we're only four episodes in at this point, but I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to state something here. And I'm going to say that tsunamis so far are my favorite disaster. Really? We'll, we'll get to more, but, and we'll talk about why they're my favorite. Okay. But like doing this research for this, disasters, uh, tsunamis are legit. They, they are fascinating. And yeah, it's... you'll see, I'll get into why. I okay. Guess. Yeah. And, and maybe we'll do a little comparison with other, other disasters. We'll <laughs> okay. See. okay. I don't so, know if I have a favorite. I have to think about it. I know, that. right? Like, <laughs> I, I, didn't mean, I didn't mean to put you on the spot. Well, but, you it's know. like, oh, I don't have a favorite. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm not just saying that because I half-assed a project on tsunamis in the fourth grade that went terribly. <laughs> did you create a tsunami? <laughs> <laughs> out of out of plasticine. You... <laughs> yeah. Oh, okay. I, I thought maybe you made everyone... No. In your class, drenched. Cannonball. No. <laughs> <laughs> no, I just, uh, it was like, I think I did it like last minute and I just made a tsunami out of plasticine and then- You just like took some made clay and made a little wave. Basically. I did, exactly. A little wave. And this was like when you would do like those science fair, like posters with the three sides. Yeah, sure, 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 sure. Like hand wrote a bunch of, it was, it's wow. embarrassing to How think about. How far you've come. Yeah. PhD now, I, <laughs> <laughs> now my poster's at four sides. <laughs> <laughs> So, I would love it if you had a project in law school like that. <laughs> yeah, seriously. <laughs> anyway. Um, so, flash forward a thousand years, All one right. millennium later. Mm -hmm. It's a gloomy day in the Sanriku district. Okay. Northeastern, and this is the northeastern corner of the main island of Japan. Okay. So, if you picture the island, yep. it's sort of up in the okay. northeast. Right. People were preparing to celebrate a popular Shinto festival and the return of soldiers from the first Sino-Japanese war. Hmm. War between China and Japan over influence in Korea. Right, right, right. So I looked it up a little, and this possibly was uh, a reference to the festival of Oharai, or the Grand Purification Festival. Uh, and this is basically the ritual uh, whose purpose is the purification of sins and uncleanliness, okay. including, ironically, we'll see bad luck. Uh, um, and usually uh, purification is uh, yeah. you know, washed away well, by water. And that's quite yeah, so uh, maybe, symbolic. Maybe, yeah, maybe you shouldn't have, uh, don't mess with things you don't understand. Careful what you wish for. Yep. <clears throat> Go on. <laughs> so the streets were packed and buzzing with people preparing for the celebration. Uh, and not just locals, there were visitors uh, to the coastline wanting to join in on the celebrations. Just picture like a buzzing, bustling city sure. in 19, or 1896. Right. Uh, Big doings. Yeah. So the rain finally stops in the early evening and the sky clears. And you, I, you can even picture that, you know, that after rain smell. I don't know if they had concrete, but you know, like that smell. There's that smell. It's yeah, nice. It smells a little bit like watermelon. It's like that springy kind of, oh. I don't know. Yeah. Um, I guess idioms didn't, weren't invented until the 20th century <laughs> because otherwise people might realize that that was the calm before the storm, but. We don't have yeah. that yet. No, Shakespeare is <laughs> not for, uh, actually we tweeted about that. 
Shakespeare had already happened at this point. I think he oh, died yes. in 16, like 15. Yeah. So it was about 50 years before the fire. He'd laid the groundwork for sure. But yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Um, <laughs> just a little correction from last time. Right. So trouble underfoot. At around 7.30 p.m., the district was rocked by a series of long-lasting shocks. Okay. So just like picture things rattling and like shaking. Low level. Yeah. Okay. Kind of like, huh. Hmm. Huh. That's, that's odd. Probably nothing. But actually, well, actually that was the attitude. And that's another interesting parallel to the fire of London because earthquakes are pretty common in this region. So nobody really noticed. Right. Just like shaking. All right. You know, they do kind of like grab all their plates, make sure they don't fall off the shelves. Shaking again. (laughs) Yeah. It's Tuesday. Um, But people did notice when 20 minutes later, the sea pulled away from the shore. Okay. We're getting into why tsunamis are my favorite. So imagine you're like, you're standing there and like boats were torn away from their anchorages Uh and where there was water a minute ago, now there were fish flapping helplessly on the mud. Uh. So when I say the water pulls away, it's not like, you know, you're at a beach and it like ebbs and flows. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, oh, I can, I can see where my dock is attached right. and I can see parts that I'm not supposed to see. <laughs> In a matter of minutes. Yeah. Like this was like 20 minutes after the earthquake and it happened like quickly. Jeez. So gets better. <laughs> Following the disappearance of the sea was a deafening, relentless boom whose volume increased rapidly. And wow. the, uh, the people, some of the <laughs> accounts say that it sounded like a thousand cannons firing all at once. Mm-hmm. What, is, what what what's happening? Tell me what's happening. Oh, tell me more. It's just Peter. Yeah. Tell me more. Okay. Well, here we go. Intrigued. Here, here we come. <laughs> Within minutes, the population of San Rico went from dismissing just another earthquake <laughs> to being stared down by a mountainous thirty meter wall of water. Oh, good lord! Thirty meter is about. Uh, well, I'll, I'll give you some stats here. So it came roaring towards the land at an estimated estimated speed of eight hundred kilometers an hour. Shut up. <laughs> That is... It's the Millennium Falcon of that's, tidal waves. I looked it up. Uh, Commercial jets fly at approximately between 740 and 930. <laughs> okay. So it's right in that sweet spot of like a 737 flying you to Europe. Right. Yeah. So, and here's some more comparisons. The Empire State Building was 443 meters to the tip of the spire. Okay. 381 for the building itself. So the tidal wave was approximately 10 stories high. Okay. And maybe here's a better comparison because the Empire... the. 10 stories high, like go stand outside. Most people probably live in at least a two story house. Right. Picture five times the height of your house. Right. Yeah. Like you live in a two story. Just like live imagine. In a two story, picture five of those. You're feeling pretty small. Not insignificant. New. No. Um, so people tried <laughs> to run for high ground, obviously. That's what I do. But can you run faster than a 737? Well, I'm sure as hell I'm going to try. Right. <laughs> so. I went down a little bit of a rabbit hole here because I realized that tsunamis are bitching. Um, <laughs> not, no offense to the sufferers of tsunamis, but of as course. a disaster. So as I decided a phenomenon to, of nature, yeah. they're quite yeah. incredible. As far as disasters go. Yes. Yeah. So I decided to do a little sidebar on what is a tsunami. Sidebar. Yeah. <laughs> Picture, yeah. <laughs> this is, I'm, I'm making up for that grade four project right now. Okay. <clears throat> so uh, the ancient Japanese believed tsunamis to be expressions of divine wrath. Sound familiar? Yeah. Plague of Athens. Something bad happens. Where do we start? Okay. The gods are punishing us. Mm -hmm. When in reality, they're giant waves caused by undersea earthquakes, landslides, or volcanic eruptions. Right. And that's something that I never thought of that's interesting. They're distinguished from normal waves, which are caused by wind. Yes. uh, And they're also distinguished from the tides, which are caused by the gravitational pull of the moon and the sun. Yeah. Which 
Sure would suck if the sun died. Spoilers. Let's hope the sun doesn't die. Yeah. Let's hope that we don't talk about that in the future. <laughs> um, but like the common name tidal wave, uh, because, you know, they're called tidal waves and they're neither a tidal, tidal, they're not the tides. No. And they're not necessarily technically a wave because they're not caused by the wind. But it comes from their initial lethargic climb. So what's really right. interesting is that it's basically a very gradual, like you have this earthquake or you have this instigating event, and then it's a very gradual sort of undulation, mm. uh, which can look more like a rapidly rising tide rather than a breaking wave. Okay. Um, and they're, uh, so tsunamis are actually, turns out a series of waves. So if you picture like dropping a stone in the water, yeah. and like how it ripples out, right. that's basically what a tsunami is. Sure. It's caused by something physical, not just the wind. On a large, much larger scale. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. So... Um, in deep water, the wavelength, so the distance between tips of like these two different waves, it can be kilometers long. Right. Um, and the, the forward speed, and this is, okay. So you know how the, the prototypical image of a tsunami is like this wave of water coming at you. Yeah. Um, like so far the way that we're describing it is like this gradual, like where does the actual wall come from? Yeah. So the, the forward speed of a wave of one of these tsunamis is proportional to how deep the water is. Okay. So like the deeper the water is, the faster it's traveling. Okay. So when the tsunami reaches the shore where there's shallower water, the front edge of the wave slows down. Um, and the rest of the wave is still going at 800 kilometers an hour. Okay. So like it then gets get slowed down. Exactly. It gets slowed down by the, by the shallow water. Sure. And then the rest of the, it's, it's like, uh, remember in high school, there'd always be like, you're like walking at a certain pace. And then that front row of people would decide to stop and have a fucking conversation right in the hallway. <laughs> yeah. And everyone just like plows into them. Yep. Front of the wave are the conversation havers. As soon as they get to the shore, it just like slows all the way down. Oblivious. And the rest just slams in right behind it. Yeah, they're not stopping. No, they're not because they're going 100 kilometers an hour. And if you were me, you were farting the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> but that's another side. The- <laughs> that's another kind of disaster. <laughs> so basically the water piles up against the slowing edge of the wave. And that's where you get that iconic image of like a wall right. of water coming at the you. The big curl. Yeah. Um, so the instigating events, and this is the terrifying part, like the instigating, instigating events can occur hundreds or thousand kilometers from land. So like, well, that's what I picture. They like, felt these, the shaking, but like, uh, it was, it was massive at sea, but for them, it's just like, yeah, you know, a yeah. little bit of a rumble. Yeah. Yeah. So the distance it travels and the speed yeah. it becomes the, from, goes from a ripple yeah. to 30 yeah. meter yeah. wall of death. Exactly. Exactly. Not the mosh pit kind. No, <laughs> no, no, not that. Um, so early warning systems, they basically are targeted to uh, detecting underwater disturbances through networks of hydraulic sensors, but they're not perfect. Sure. Like if you think of 2004, Thailand, oh, yeah. and 2011, Fukushima. Of course. Which I'll probably talk about a little bit more. Mm. Um, where does the name tsunami come from? So since the only, they only really become terrifying and devastating when they reach shallow water, yeah. um, tsu means harbor and nami means wave. So it's basically a harbor, a harbor wave. wave. But Makes calling sense. it a harbor wave kind of diminishes. The sounds impact. like a resort. Yeah. yeah. Kick back. Basically. Have a Mai Tai. Yeah. So I think tsunami sounds a little bit more intimidating. It sounds like it would just TV. kill everything. Yeah. And Which, well, well, we'll see. Let's find out. Let's find out. <laughs> <laughs> so basically, the tidal wave hits. Uh, and okay. then the book basically goes straight to the aftermath, which is good place to go because another reason that tsunamis are so, uh, well, we'll talk a little bit more about that, but they basically, they happen and then like, it just, it happens to you. Yeah. Uh, like directly opposite from our last episode. Right. Fire of London. Yeah. A creeper. Yeah. 
yeah. tsunami tidal wave pretty quick. Exactly. The event itself, you can basically summarize with like a tsunami hit. Mm-hmm. It's not hitting. Like that's, yeah. Yeah. It it's, hit. It right? hit. Like there's, you don't, you know, there might be like multiple waves, but you don't sure. hear about like an ongoing disaster that lasts four days. No, no, no. The aftermath does though. Right, so right, right, up, right. upon visiting the Sinriku area after the tsunami of 1896, a journalist compared the disaster with the explosion of Krakatoa in 1883. Okay. And just a little mini sidebar about <laughs> Krakatoa, just to give a little context. Explosion heard 3,000 kilometers away for Krakatoa. Cripes. Shockwave traveled around the world three and a half times. No way. Yep. What? <laughs> uh, and it dropped the global temperature by 1.2 degrees Celsius in the year following the eruption. Ugh. So maybe we'll talk about that in the future maybe too. Maybe we should uh, put a pin in that. <laughs> but just, just to give you a little bit of like context for when they say that it reminded them of Krakatoa, it's like, okay, this is, this is some serious devastation. Yeah. And still pretty fresh. Yeah. So this mm -hmm. same journalist, he observed 50 kilometers of the coastline and found it completely devoid of life. Okay. The death toll is nearly 30,000. Wow. But there were survivors. So there were, the first, there's, there's a bunch of crazy stories here. Okay. I guess the first group of survivors were fishermen out in their boats. They had no idea this happened. Uh, okay. Because if you remember what I was talking about, how it starts as like a gradual yeah. undulation, it doesn't really get serious until it hits the shore. Right. When it hits so, the shallows. Yeah, so they basically felt like a, a slow bobbing. Yeah. And then they didn't really know anything happened until they got home. <sighs> and they're like, where's home? <laughs> basically, like, can you imagine you're out at sea, like fishing for your family? Right. And then you come back and you just have like splinters and bodies floating where your city used uh -huh, to be. Uh-huh. And you just come back and you're like, what the what hell happened here? <laughs> yeah. I was fishing for like 20 minutes. Yeah. Yeah. Which again, and I guess, you know, like, you know, you just, it, I don't know that, that, that part, that part just blew my mind. Right. Where like the safest, the safest place in a tsunami is probably on the yeah. ocean. <laughs> it's, it's, it's origin point more yeah, or less. Basically. And not too far from the ground zero. Yeah, exactly. If you can yeah, choose I, a spot. I think I'm seeing why this is your favorite. Yeah. It's quite fascinating. Yeah. Yeah. So, um. Keep talking. Basically. Keep talking. Yes. Yeah, so, <laughs> well, any survivors on land were pretty much due to luck. So there's okay. a couple stories here. One. This uh, is the good stuff. There was only one. So uh, the only survivors from one town in this region were a group of old men. Uh -huh. uh, they'd skipped the festival to play Go on the cliffs overlooking the sea. Mm -hmm. You know, Go like the yeah. white and black. Yeah. Yeah. You suck at it. I'm so bad. I tried I've never played it. it. I tried playing it online, not even against a person, just against like an easy computer. Yeah. Kick my ass every time. It's like a, 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 a Japanese version of chess yeah, but it's like chess yeah yeah sort of thing it's like yeah exactly uh it, it only actually interesting uh i do another sidebar just a quick one <laughs> interestingly it was like it's one of the most recent games that an artificial intelligence beat a human at oh. so i think uh an ai beat kasparov <clears throat> at chess in 97 okay. and then uh computer didn't beat a person at go until like relatively recently i'd have to look up the year maybe i will Maybe watch our Twitter and I'll post the answer because I don't have it on hand right now. But you, you know he will. I will. <laughs> but uh, yeah, like that that didn't happen until at least the 2000s and like oh, quite go. recently because it's a very complex game, especially for an AI. But anyway, right. So they decided to skip the festival and play Go on a cliffside. Sure. Uh, and Sounds instead lovely. what they got, instead of a peaceful evening watching the ocean, uh, they <laughs> watched their homes get obliterated oh by a giant tidal wave. <laughs> Shit. Right? right? And that's like, if we want to talk about like the human experience, and another reason that like tsunamis are such like a relentless disaster, uh -huh. there's no take backsies. 
Like there's mm-hmm. nothing you can do. They're standing on the like. Imagine the feeling of like watching your life get canceled yeah. right in front of you. Helpless, can't do anything. Like you're up there playing Go, and then you look down and you're like, ah, uh, ah. Uh. Great seats for the right for the show, but good lord, that's, that's some serious uh, survivor's guilt you got to look forward yeah, to. Yeah, like, like we skipped the festival. Yeah, we got a festival. Yeah, <laughs> right. Oh, and shit. that's exactly like and like you were saying the comparison with like something like the fire of London. You see a fire start and you're like, shit, let's get down there and help. Exactly. Now it's like, uh, I guess let's go. I guess it's my move. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. Like, what do you? <laughs> There's nothing we can do, guys. Yeah. So right. in another town, this is kind of sad. In another, well, it's all sad. Not that it's all sad, <laughs> despite the fact that I'm laughing right. constantly. Yeah, yeah. It's more out of fascination. Right? Exactly. It, yeah, it's like what we were saying in the first episode. Like you laugh because like it's such a fucked up situation. It's unbelievable. Yeah. Yeah. So in another town, parents rushed their young children to high ground, and the children were saved, but the parents were washed away as they returned to get the rest of their children. Oh so, man. And yeah, I like the the the. What was it, Sri Lanka or the mm-hmm. 2004? Thailand. Thailand, yeah. yeah. And there's yeah. footage of that. And yeah. that's what you see, like people yep. just being swept away. It's, oh. Yeah. That, yeah. It's gut-wrenching. It, it is like the definition of a force of nature. Yeah. Like. And it, but that's another fascinating part of it for like, again, fire, useful, a tool, but yeah. don't touch it. Yeah. You know, water. <laughs> yeah. Water's your friend. Yeah. You drink it, you swim in it, you know. yeah. it'll also kill you. It'll also kill you. It'll yeah. rip you apart. Basically, yeah. It's like <laughs> With enough a... force, it's like slamming into concrete. Yep, yep, exactly. Pretty crazy. Um, so some people, the third group of survivors, they were they survived after being washed to sea by clinging to debris. Wow. Uh, one small group of people were washed up on a nearby island without a scratch. Oh which, God. can you imagine that? Like you're preparing for the festival and then just like... A few minutes of like, and then you appear on an island and you're like, uh, am I dead? (laughs) (laughs) That would be like skydiving, your parachute not opening and surviving. Yeah. Somehow. That's a great way of putting it. Yeah. yeah, (laughs) Just, just, wow. Exactly. And on that same note, a baby survived by resting uh, resting on a floating mat in the middle of the destruction. (laughs) Just like asleep on a mat floating around. Here right, go, baby. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's just it, this comes back to what we were saying maybe in like the bomber episode where, like, human life is so like sacred, mm. but governed by physics. Oh well, yeah. Right, like at a certain <laughs> point, like a, a a wave washes you away, and it like it doesn't matter what you did in your life. Right now, fluid dynamics is going to dictate where you go. <laughs> yeah, maybe a, a little baby has a much better chance yeah. than a full grown human. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Um, so unfortunately, most of the dead died by drowning, obviously. Yep. Uh, okay. Here's one old soldier mistook the roar of the wave for an invading army. Uh, he grabbed his gear and came rushing out ready for a fight. <laughs> Which, I'm sorry. I know. I know. I know. That, I had that same reaction. Oh, uh, Godspeed. Yeah, exactly. Because you were probably picturing the same kind of like, <laughs> just you know, crusty old running man. Running into the beam. Yeah, yeah. It's just like the, the kind of the guy who's always telling you like civil war stories yeah, and yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, all the bra- the things he did. And he's just like, he hears the wave coming and it's just like, oh, they're coming again. <laughs> yeah. Grabs his stuff, like comes running out. He's going to um, punch a wave in the face. Basically. But when they found him, uh, he was still clinging his sword. Yes. So he went he went out. To the bitter end. Like, that's that's a pretty solid, uh, you know. Yeah. I um, salute you. If I, if I got to go, I want to go out fighting a tsunami. <laughs> yeah. 
Uh, I don't actually though, because they're terrifying. Oh, I don't. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> um, so uh, the cleanup. Um, a French missionary was among those that were killed. So his Confederates came looking for him to give him a proper burial. Mm. They had to give up because of the horror of the aftermath. Mm. So thousands of human and animal bodies were strown all over the coastline. Right. right? Remember that guy, the journalist who was going up and down the coastline looking for survivors. Yeah, and he just yeah. basically found bodies. Um, so he wrote a little bit about it. Uh, he said it was necessary to build fires to destroy the evidence of putrefaction because there were no disinfectants procurable and the unconquerable stench of death and the smoke of the funeral fires hung over the land for days. Ugh. Right. Mm. Because Grim. it's, it's see like a tsunami is all about aftermath. The event itself yeah. is over in a split second yeah. and then you're dealing, like I'm sure Thailand's still recovering. Right. Oh yeah. And that was, you know, 15 years ago. Yeah. Now. It's going to take a long time. Um, and this actually, that quote reminds me a little bit, uh, I have to look up the source of this, but I remember hearing a quote about the cleanup of the first world war, because that was another oh. situation where you had like tens of thousands of casualties, at least per conflict. Oh yeah. I've, um, I've thought of that. And there's a, there's a quote here, um, that I'll have to find the source and I'll, again, we'll, we'll post about it, but it's basically, if you've ever smelt a dead mouse, you have about as much an idea of the stench as a single grain of sand can give you an idea of a beach. <laughs> So it's like, you've smelt, we've all smelt uh, like we've dealt with a mouse in a mouse trap. Definitely. Imagine, it's a very, very distinct odor. Yeah. Like so, something has died. So on like, on an individual level, imagine like for, for one human body, I imagine amplify the size of that mouse by whatever, a hundred to get to a human. Yeah. And then that by 30,000. Uh, just hard to imagine. No, a nightmare. <laughs> But unforgettable once you're in it, I'm sure. Exactly. <laughs> um, so the once the finally gov once the government finally entered into the area to take tallies and start the cleanup, they found uh, almost eleven thousand houses swept away and twenty five hundred damaged, uh, twenty seven thousand people killed, and almost ten thousand people injured. Wow. In that's considerable the space of in, like half an hour. So there was just one yep. wave. Yeah. That did all this. Basically, yeah. Okay. okay. So like it's, uh, you had that earthquake at uh, whatever, 730. Yeah. And then 20 minutes later, the the ocean pulls away. Yeah. And then like right after that. Right after. Comes. Pretty much right after. Good yeah. Lord. Like you don't really have that much time to do it. I imagine some people maybe knew their history and knew what was happening. So maybe like the people that actually did escape, like that one family who brought their kids to high ground. Yeah, 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 yeah. That I... That could only have been because they knew what was happening. Right. But that was not They're most no stranger. people. No. Like some no. people that didn't know what a tsunami was, they just like, oh, that's weird. And One that's like sounds. your last one. Why is this happening? Yeah. I mean, what are you going to do? Yeah. Um, <laughs> unfortunately, it was not the end for San Rico District. In 1933, it was struck again by a 22 meter high tsunami. God. But this time there were early mornings and only, only 3,000 people died. Getting better. Yeah. Yes. Um, and there was an Still ominous catastrophic. quote. I, I have, I have a bit more. I did, I did, uh, because I was so interested in this, I did uh, a bunch of extra research, uh, and I went quite a bit further than the book did. Okay. But at this point, the book ends with an ominous quote, um, that says, but who can guess when the monstrous sea waves may visit this beleaguered coastline once again? Well. And how right they were. You don't have, I mean, that's, that's just yeah. stating a fact. Exactly. <laughs> so not if, it's when. So. As far as sidebars go, this mm -hmm. one, this one's a little bigger than just like an official sidebar. So I'm calling it a mini disaster because we're going to talk about the Fukushima meltdown. Okay. Because it's right okay. in the same region. Okay. Let's go for it. So the Fukushima Daiichi nuclear power plant complex was located in the city of Okuma, 
in the Fukushima prefecture. So Japan's divided into 47 prefectures. There are like, think, think provinces. Sure. There's a lot of complexity there, but think provinces. Yeah. Um, 47? Yes. Wow. Yeah. So think, and the region that we're talking about here, the Fukushima prefecture, it's south of Sanriku. Okay. Uh, which is just a region that's, Sanriku is a region that's extremely prone to tsunamis. Yeah. Um, because first of all, it's like the leading edge of Honshu, the main island of Japan. Like okay. If you picture Japan is kind of curves up, it's yeah. a little bit of a banana shape. It's yeah. like right on the leading edge, right next to it is the Pacific, right. basically. Yep. Um, so any waves that are going to hit are going to hit there first. Mm. Also, it has 36 bays. Um, which, uh, like if you remember the shallow waters, what causes tsunamis, right, right, shallow right, waters. Right, right. it has a lot of region to like cause <clears throat> waves and break them up. Right. Bad mix. Yeah. So in 2011, the, to the Tohoku earthquake and tsunami hit the Tohoku region, including the Fukushima prefecture. Um, so this earthquake in 2011 was so powerful that <laughs> you're sitting down. I can see you're sitting down. It was so powerful that it moved the island of Japan 2.4 meters east. <laughs> Uh, it shifted the Earth's axis by 10 to 25 centimeters. What? And it increased the Earth's rotation by 1.4 microseconds per day. Huh. Big earthquake. So, yeah, big one. It had planetary repercussions. Yeah, it, it, moved, <laughs> it moved a country two meters <laughs> east. So it was, a big, it was a big earthquake. I can see why they think that the gods are angry at them. Right? Like... Yeah. I'm going to just kick this country up. <laughs> right. Take that. Yeah. Okay. So the highest resulting tsunamis there were uh, just over 40 meters tall. So the one that hit Sanriku in 1896 was uh, 30. Now we're at 40. Yeah. Add another story to your house yeah. there. Okay. Uh, so uh, you're, like, you, remember, you remember hypothesizing about what a plague would do if it hit a modern city? Yeah. And we we're talking about like, now we don't really get that because we have like modern medicine. So right. like New York, but like, this is basically what happens when a tsunami hits a modern city. Uh -huh. So it caused level seven meltdowns in three reactors at the Fukushima Daiichi nuclear power plant. Right. Guess how many levels there are? I'm going to say seven. There's seven. Mm. Yeah. So it caused three of these okay. <laughs> and massive explosions, of three plants following a buildup of hydrogen gas oh, God. following a cooling system failure. Oh. And maybe we'll get into how a reactor melts down in the future. Because okay. there's a few notable occurrences. Well, there's one that I'm thinking of specifically. I can think of one. Yeah. Yeah. That's a disaster. <laughs> this is like a disaster caused by a disaster. There's, right. Uh, there's a lot of fallout from those reactors. Yeah. yeah. Like they evacuated people for like 20 kilometers around the area. Like, yeah, yeah not great. What's the distance between this factory and like yeah. civilization basically? Uh, that's a good question. Mm. You'd have to, you'd have to check, but uh, there was certainly a city that serviced, you know, okay. at least the area where these reactors were. All right. So that had to be evacuated. We'll wiki that real quick. Yeah. Um, and here's some other like, so this disaster resulted in uh, 35 billion in insured losses. Mm. The Bank of Japan had to dump 183 billion into the banking system to stabilize the markets. And it had a total... Uh, cost to the World Bank of two hundred and thirty-five billion. All that to say, this was the costliest natural disaster in history. Yowza! So again, another point for tsunamis in my list, in my little like column for why tsunamis are my favorite disaster. <laughs> like they, they cause so much. If you're a homeowner, yeah, and you've experienced a water leak in your roof, yeah, then you know like that terror in the pit of your stomach that comes from seeing like water dripping down your walls, oh, right? Yeah. The bubbly ceiling. Yeah. And you're just like, this is a problem. Yeah. Because yeah. water finds a way to go wherever it wants to go. Yes, it does. And there's no way to like, you can, you can funnel it, you can build dams and stuff, 
But like at the end of the day, water's water's gonna get in. So you're 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 delaying water. You're never containing it. Yeah. You're never blocking it. That's right. right. Yeah. So well, that, look where we're at now in uh, yeah in uh, Ottawa, Ontario, Canada. We're in a state of emergency yep. because portions of our city are completely flooded. Yep. Not because it's been raining a ton. No. It's because it snowed a ton. Yeah. And then it melts. Yep. It's crazy. Yep. And it's just it's relentless. <clears throat> yep. Um. So I, I went like hog wild on tsunamis. So I've got another bit of trivia here. That's the end of the Fukushima meltdown. There's, you know there's what more though? To, like yeah. just to. Yep. I don't know if I'm remembering the Fukushima or the, yep. the, 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 the Thailand yep. uh, tsunami, but yep. the images I always associate with the tsunami aren't necessarily the big tidal wave. Cause mm-hmm. like you said, it happens yep. so fast. You're not really going to see that. It's all yep. the water coming inland, like yep. in a big rush yep. and just this relentless like it's a flood basically it's more yeah. of a flood than a than a than a wave and that's where and a lot looks, of the long lasting damage comes from yeah like so that <laughs> must be like an after effect i'm assuming yeah yeah so that's why that's why so that's like, more inland like the wave hits but the water's got to go somewhere so it's going in but it just keeps yeah. coming and coming and, and it looks harmless at first it yeah. just looks like a little babbling brook that's blah, 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 blah. yeah um it's it's a it's the long lasting effect right. it's like uh you get punched in the face so hard that you get a concussion. Okay. The immediate issue is that someone broke your nose and it hurts like a bitch. <laughs> but now you're dealing with all of the aftermath for a long, long time. Yeah. And that's that's like the tsunami effect. Like it it hits something, it destroys, like it obliterates what it hits. Right. And then it reaches and far beyond it goes, where it hit. Right. And then it and floods everything. Yeah. That's like, that's why... But still, those floodwaters are deadly. Like, there's yeah. that's where you see like people getting swept away yeah. and losing their f- stuff and their family and yeah. pets. And, ugh, yeah, it's so oh, it's so God. uncontrollable. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, and by the way, stop getting punched in the face. Like, yeah, pick, do get some better friends. Yeah, that's you're right. Okay, bad analogy. <laughs> <laughs> so, bit of trivia here. Okay. Now that we're done that, okay. Biggest tsunami on record? Hmm. Yeah. Is it? No, Fukushima. You're never gonna guess. Oh, okay. Latuya Bay in Alaska in 1958. 58. So it was an earthquake. Alaska. Huh. Earthquake triggered a massive landslide. Okay. Caused 90 million tons of rock and earth to dump into Latuya Bay. Uh. Yeah, I, I can tell you're sitting, so I won't tell you to sit down. <laughs> the resulting mega tsunami mm. washed out trees at an elevation of <laughs> 520 meters. Oh my God. The Empire State <laughs> Building with the spire was 443 meters. That's how big the wave was. Yeah. Oh! I know, right? God. Have you seen, you've seen Interstellar, right? Yeah. When they're on the oh, water yeah. planet? Yeah. Like that, now that's rough. That's what we're talking about in terms of wave size. That happened on Earth. <sighs> yeah. Like a human being saw that. There were. Shortly, very, very shortly before their demi- yeah. unfortunate, terrifying demise. But, so. Oh my God. So we're actually going to talk a little bit more about this one because we're introducing, uh, or maybe we've introduced already at this point, um, a feature called Tragedy Tuesdays. So <laughs> Tragedy Tuesdays. Uh, yeah, this is, uh, is going to be one of them, if not already okay. is one of them, um, because there's, there's more to this story. But mm. I thought I'd slip it in here because it's a little bit of trivia about a tsunami that was half a kilometer tall. <sighs> Terrifying. Yes. So just to... It's like staring so, Satan in the face. Basically, like 10, 30 meters, 10 stories, intimidating enough. I don't know. And this is maybe tying a few strands together, coming back to like human, like the human mind processing disasters. Uh, 
10 stories tall, I think you could still be like, that's a big wave. Half a kilometer standing at the base of it uh, would be like, what am I what looking are, at? Yeah, What's yeah. hap Like, I just like you, nothing but standing there with your mouth open, right? It would be impossible to process. Yeah. It'd be like having the moon in front of you. Right. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> like what? Like basically you see this giant half kilometer wave coming at you and all you can do is like make peace with what you believe, uh, kiss your ass goodbye and uh -huh. hope you see it in the morning. <laughs> like if you even have time to, if you have time to just do that, anything like, other than just like stand there, like the, the, the rate and the speed that you described, like yeah. it, it, it would be, you'd think you were hallucinating. Yeah. I yeah. mean, I, I, this is not happening. It's unthinkable. Your last thought would be, it's just nope. unthinkable. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, San, San Rico district coming back to what we were talking about before these, uh -huh. um, it was hit by, it was hit in eight, uh, 869, 1869. I think I've been saying 1896. It's 1869. Oh, so it was it's hit, literally a thousand years later. Yeah, basically. Like, hit, hit in 869, hit a thousand years later. Um, so it wasn't the first time that it was hit in 1869 or 1933, and it won't be the last. No. Um, the quote from the book that I said still applies. Who can guess when the monstrous sea waves will visit yeah. the beleaguered coastline once again? Mm -hmm. uh, we don't know when, but we can say that it's certainly just a matter of time. It's when, not if. Yeah. And so just to like recap why tsunamis are my favorite. Right. They are terrifyingly relentless. Like there's no reasoning with it. There's no stopping it. Mm -hmm. um, unlike the fire of London, like you, you can can't, fight a fire. You can't put out a tsunami. You can try to cure a plague. Yeah. Yeah. There's nothing you can do. Uh, bar like you can put up barriers, but they only do so much. Right. We talked about the flooding that we have in Ottawa. Like there are flood walls and they're underwater right now. Oh, so yeah. like as yeah. long as like if you if you guess the height wrong, it's, you know. Yeah. Well, the height's been this. Yeah. So we're going to build it here. Oh, well now it's higher. Yeah. Yeah. And maybe Sorry. one day it'll be 500 meters. Yeah. And then like good luck pro protecting against that. Yeah. Uh, and they are just such like an off awesome in the like tradition tradition or classic sense of the word awesome. Right. They're such an awesome force of nature. Right. Like. Even, you know, I, I said you could process it, but even like the 10 meter ones, even like a low tsunami, you'd still be hard pressed to actually like realize what's happening. Oh, yeah. Or uh, certainly what to do. It just puts humanity in its place. Yeah. I actually had, uh, mm. I, I was, this got me thinking of, I visited Scotland last year with my family yeah. and we walked through the Scottish Highlands mm. and I had like <laughs> this kind of realization, um, standing at the base of just one of these, it was like a relatively low hill, but it's still like, I, I would have called it a mountain. My, oh. my brother-in-law, Steve called it a hill because he climbs them like they're nothing. Okay. So it's like, yeah, okay, I get it. I need to go to the gym. <laughs> but anyway, like, so they're just like standing at the base of this hill mountain. Yeah. Um, and just realizing that like this piece of rock has been here for like millions of years before we as a species existed. Right. And is going to be there for millions of years after we're gone. Oh yeah. As is the whole earth. Yes. And it's the same with these waves. Like this is just like physics. An earthquake happens. It causes a wave. It happens to destroy like a city and all the people in it. Mm -hmm. But like we're here because of like flukes of evolution. Yeah, and exactly. Things like that. So like nature doesn't care. Yeah. It's like, oh, sorry about that. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> if the planet could talk, it's like, well, why'd you put your city there? Yeah. I'm going to destroy it. Yeah. Some point. Exactly. I'll get around to it. Yeah. Time is different for me. I'm a three, I'm yeah. the earth talking. Yeah. Right? <laughs> <laughs> I, got, I got it. I got it. I've been around for billions of years. Yeah. So, yeah. You know. So that just, so for all of these reasons and the reasons that I've said before, tsunamis are at the top currently of my list of disasters. Okay. Yeah. 
I'll think about what mine is. Yeah. Well, I mean, no pressure. I'm not like putting you on a spot to if, come up with a disaster. you have to have a favorite. <laughs> you don't. Morbid, you don't. really. You don't have to. I know. Well, <laughs> I say favorite. I'd prefer no, no disasters is my favorite. But if there have no, to be disasters. My favorite is peace on earth. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> so yeah, so that, that was the tsunami terror in Japan. Oh, We're going to talk about more ways in the future, but this was... Uh, it was a disaster. That's a pretty good, that was a disaster. Yeah. Many disasters. In fact, in fact yeah, a couple, you got, you got some bonus disasters You got some bang for your buck on this one. Yeah, so, you know, thanks for <laughs> subscribing. <laughs> Thank you. Um, so, what did that make you listen to? Well, uh, so this time I, I thought, uh, let's, let's try to think of something, some Japanese music. I mean, there's some fantastic uh music from japan so um i came up with it's a band called zeni geva okay um from tokyo uh started in the 80s i don't think they're around anymore but maybe they still play every now and then but it's mostly the brainchild of guitarist singer kk null Okay. And uh i guess they're a metal band but they kind of do noise rock they kind of do post-rock and Prague and yeah. it's it's a it's an insane mix, but it's mm-hmm. pretty relentless. So the song I came up with is called Auto Body. Okay. Um from the album Naiha. And um what to say the lyric it is in English, but lyrically it's just more vaguely to do with death and destruction. And, right. and so that's all right. Yep. But um musically I think it works because it starts in a pretty relentless flurry of like guitar, double kick, and just speed picking yeah. and shouting. And then, so you could think of that as like the wave hitting, like you said. Yeah. But then it takes this really like sharp, abrupt turn into this weird droning kind of post rock, kind of oh, math cool. rock almost with like, it's like clean guitars and. And uh, that might work for the aftermath. Totally, like, yeah. Uh, just like what happened, it's kind of it almost makes you dizzy, and it's yeah. sort of like so. Yeah. Um, yeah. That uh, that seemed like a good choice. Awesome. Auto body Zenigiva. All right, check it out. Yeah, check it out. So my choice um, <clears throat> is a band called I. Another one I've probably told you about. Mm. Uh, I'm basically just going through it now. I'm putting it on all these bands that I've told you about. I'm putting it on record now, so you have like a, you, <laughs> you have, have no to listen choice to them but now. to listen to. <laughs> but anyway, it's a band called Electric Dragon. Okay, uh, I'm not sure exactly when they were formed, but their first album was 2016. I say they is one guy. Okay, uh, from the UK, and it's kind of they're kind of like a dark wave synth wave kind of band. Okay, if you listen to a lot of synth wave, a um, bit, a bit. the album's called Dark Water. Okay. And the song, I guess my song choice is kind of a combination of two songs. Uh, it's in, the intro to the album and then the maiden. And the reason that I picked it is because the intro is kind of this narration. The whole album is like a narrative about these uh, sea witches mm. and how they'll like basically trick you to going into the sea and going underwater. And then they'll just like drown you basically. And it's all yeah. like this dark imagery about like the underwater and things like that. Okay. Um, so that like, when I read, when I read this, that's the first thing that came to mind. Okay. It's super cool. And yeah. it also ties into a little bit like the, maybe not the superstition, but like the, the spiritual beliefs or like what they initially thought caused the waves was yeah. like divine wrath, essentially. Sure, sure. <clears throat> and then, so it's basically, uh, it's this a narration and the music starts with this dark sort of at- atmospheric sample. And then it gives way to, as 
Like if you're into synth wave, surprise, surprise, the like synth, the beat, the beat of synth wave, yeah, <laughs> which is like a driving, like rapid sort of ish beat, which is a little bit like the propagation of the tsunami, I thought. Yeah, uh, but I'm gonna be honest, it was mostly the narration. Okay, it's mostly the setup that kind of brought this uh, song to mind. But it's it's a it's pretty sweet. I recommend like all of his Ooh. music, as so I do with most of them. Synth wave, but yeah. it's dark. Yeah, uh, he he calls it like dark wave, dark but wave. it's like okay synth wave in a minor key. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> synthwave is usually quite pleasant. Yeah, so yeah. That'd be, I'm, I'm gonna check that out. So sure. it is like uh, maybe there's a little bit of like a juxtaposition there because it is the kind of music that you like put on if you want to get shit done because yeah. it's got like that beat that's okay. like moving, but it's it, the whole uh, texture of the album is pretty like dark and you've got like a lot of underwater sounds and stuff. So that totally made me think of like tsunamis in the aftermath. Cool. Yeah. Okay. So next time. Mm. Next mm. time we're trying something a little different. It's the yeah. first installment of, uh, we're going off book. Remember how we talked about on book? Now we're going off book yeah. for something we're going to be calling film fiasco. Um, so we're going to be discussing what happens when the sun is dying and mm. you're all that stands between oblivion and survival of the human race. Can you guess what Mimi? <laughs> <laughs> Tweet at us if you can. <laughs> but yeah, uh, so that's that was that's this episode of uh, This Is a Disaster. If you like what you hear, uh, please hop on iTunes and give us a five-star review. That helps us get the word out. Uh, you can follow us on Instagram and Twitter at ThisDisasterPod. Uh, and yeah, tune in next time for more destruction. Bye-bye.